Hi there, welcome back to another exciting episode of This American Dice Presents The Adventures of Don John, Episode 2, the second one. Don John and his buddies Ixagnoma, Silas, and Harold the Rat have been tasked with investigating why the ore shipments from a local mithril mine haven't been getting to town. With the livelihood of dozens of prostitutes on the line, why we've got to figure this out. There are bars that aren't able to sell cheap gin, and there are... Little orphans who haven't been flicked a nickel or whatever it is for shining boots in months. Well, let's see if our heroes can figure out this here mystery, and if old Don John Raskin can finally manage to seduce adventure. Now listen, will we be needing this? And he just picks up a random tchotchke from her desk. Tchotchke? Like a little like office uh, trinket. Like a like a paperweight or like a yeah. small so bowl or something. This would be like a great like scene change where it's like the look of her, of her eyes just looking at you with like this look of like doubt that she made even the right call in asking you to do this mm -hmm. and uh, it just says po buddy's nerfed <laughs> are there so, other are there other tchotchkes oh are you just gonna like, steal them all is she like a weird uh, cat lady She's paying attention to this. I'm probably going to try to pocket definitely something. a weird cat lady. There are three cats like lounging around the office and on the She's desk got, like, she has ceramic cats like weird with like the weird painted on eyes. Oh yeah. And they're like made out of different like interesting metals and on her desk there's like a paperweight like with the Bling Bart like company logo. Anybody oh. got a good idea for like a good mining co company like logo? Um it's <laughs> it's it looks like a coin. But it's like an overly erotic coin. Oh, like a sex, like a sexy lady with like a boob out. Like it doesn't need to look like that, but it is. Uh, yeah, I was I was thinking the other way oh. of like like uh, um, like ancient Greek like like uh, images of like nude athletes, but it's like a nude miner. But they like put way too much detail into the into the junk. <laughs> but they were like for, like for sure. Yeah, and it's like it like massive. So it's just like a nude buff, like minor, like swinging the pickaxe. Yeah, yeah. Just like just and also like yeah, exactly. Also <laughs> yeah, that's definitely it. But it's like supposed to be like a tasteful thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's supposed to be tasteful, but it's just like they clearly spent so much time sculpting the relief of this dong. Absolutely. And this seal, and it's this company seal, so it's on like everything oh, yeah. all over. All right. Yep, that's definitely true. Um, and as you're leaving the office and, and presumably getting ready for this journey, like you can see that there, there, like the, the billboards, like in the town, like advertising, like like proof of uh, sort of like how heavy the, this Blinkbart Co looms over the town. So like there, there are things saying um, with like catchphrases that say like "Tired of your old ring mail? Why not upgrade to Bling Mail?" And one other one says, "Ancestors' ashes darkening your day room. Bling that thing!" And it's like got like a like a glow up next to it of like the the ashes of the mantle with like crusted jewels on it, and like this incredibly valuable metal. These dwarfs like like looking at it like so happily on the like urn or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And since they're dwarves, it's actually just a row of urns for going back generations and generations. Yeah. All right, so you guys, anything particularly you need to do before you go, or are you interested in getting on the road? Well, I have no money to spend in town, uh, so 
True uh, Word shall provide you so she'll provide you with food, like lanterns and oil. Yeah. Um, Gotta take that stuff. Should we say that could we equate that just to another uh, bunch of adventuring gear and rations? Yeah. No problem. Yeah. So I'm just gonna double my adventuring gear and um, rations. Is that cool? That works. All right. Did you guys go with the spicy chicken or the uh, the sweet and sour pork? I went with the gruel. That was the only option we were given. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. These are all gruel. Uh, Harold! And he's, his belly is like full. Like, uh... The yeah, the veritable. Veritable. <laughs> yeah. He's like the fucking rat from Charlotte's Web. What's his Templeton? name? Templeton? Templeton, yeah. That's how I drew oh. him. He looks like Templeton. Bear the well, Charlotte. All right. Ready to get on the road. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. All right, so I don't see your so your uh, journey to the mine itself, like she said, not problematic. Like two days is pretty far to go as far as like, excuse me, travel, but it's not a dangerous path. Like it's a wide road. There's like all kinds of ruts in it from wagons being, you know, like brought to and fro constantly over and over again. Um, but you don't see anybody on the road. There's nobody coming from the mine. Uh, and there's certainly nobody going to it. Okay. In route, uh, Don John is telling a story about how um, he used to always go to these parties, and one of the things that he'd always be asked to bring were these uh, small casks of um, of horse ale. And he never knew what horse ale was, but he'd always go to town and he'd bring it. Uh, to these parties, he would go to like the next town over and he'd buy it and he'd bring it in. And as time went on and time went on, uh, he was always like, you know, I've had this wholesale, it just tastes like regular beer. And he'd say like, oh, the guy says, oh, it's not, that's not what we're drinking here. We're not drinking the wholesale. And he's like, then what, what have I been bringing that to? And he's like, oh, that's the, that's the guy next door. He has to uh, test the horses from, for diabetes. So you guys get a window into how Don John is on the way to the mine. I, I'm I'm speechless. I'm sorry. Thought I had a response and I don't. And Don John was and Don John's like, and in, in the Don John leaves out the part of the story where he'd been drinking some of that on the way and been like, this be a taste terrible. Don John is Harold like actually upset that you have a reputation as a rat murderer. Um, no, I think, I think, uh, he met Harold at the thing where he, like, scared off those rats. And actually, Don John didn't fight the rats at all. He just scared them away. Okay. So, um. I just wanted her to think that we were famous. I'm totally down. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think Don John, like, corrects anybody with that. He probably thinks to himself, like, oh, I fought enough giant rats to, why not? Uh, Isaac Noma, have you spent any significant amount? Have you spent any time at all underground? I, I know you used to be sort of like a, a nomadic people, and then you sort of have become a grifter. But is, is this at all a novel experience for you? 
What, going into the mine? Yeah. No, because, uh, you know, I've, I've, you know, raided mines and stuff in okay. heists and whatnot before. Cool. I've, I've been up to some stuff. You've been, you've been around. You've been up to some stuff. Okay. So, you know, after, and it's not quite as far as she said, and you're on foot. She didn't provide you horses. Um, so maybe after like a day and a half, you get to, you start seeing more signs for the fact that there's a mine ahead, like more of these bling Bart, like signs, like advertising for it. Um, like it says, like the company slogan, which is we put the blings in your things or bling that thing. And it's just like pictures of like normal items, but just like made better by being made of like expensive things. Um, and pretty soon you're coming up to this mine entrance and you can tell this is definitely the place because there is like a, an extravagantly large sculpture over like the mine entrance of the Bling Bar logo, which is just a beautiful <laughs> dwarf just hanging dong with this majestic like pickaxe in his hand, like reaching for the sky. Uh, and as you come up on this mine, the right, the light really, the light really bounces off of that thing. Yeah, you can see like every vein. Well, this is definitely the place. Is it like marble and like the veins are different colored veins? Oh, oh man. It's like the, he's wearing like the infinity gauntlet equivalent for, yep. I'm, I'm just going to stop there. Vasculature, uh, <laughs> yes, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So as you come up to like the, to the front of this mine, um, just as you get, you know, within like shouting distance of it, you see two dwarves running out from the entrance. And one of them is this is a male dwarf. He's got uh, blonde hair. And there's a female dwarf. She's got red hair. And they seem to be really booking it. Um, and they're like, one of them's looking behind them. And you, you can't quite make out what she's saying to him, but she like shouts at him. And as they're running, you see from behind them a group of five, five dwarves with one at the front. And they're like holding bows and arrows at them and shouting at them. And these two dwarves who are running, like put their hands up and like stop running and start walking back. Hmm. Ah. Oh. An old. I'm going to hide in the bushes. A gnomish standoff, eh? Uh, my first instinct is to protect the dwar dwarves, right? Mm -hmm. They're all dwarves. dwarves. Yeah, they're all dwarves. The ones who are being pointed at. So you said it's two of them, and then there's five with bows and arrows. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they haven't seen you guys yet. You're okay. free to intervene in any way you choose. Yeah, and if you don't, they're going to continue on with what they're doing. Okay, so I, I have magic powers. I've already slipped into a bush. So <laughs> now it goes and like highs, presumably they like get closer, like sort of see what's happening, that type of thing. I mean, I'm keeping my options open. Mm -hmm. Okay. But like, as soon as this tableau unfolded, like while Silas and Don John are still like watching this happen, like they look to their side and I'm nice. I'm gone. I'm in a bush or whatever. Okay. So if you guys want to jump in, Feel mm -hmm. free. So what's happening essentially is you see them like in like the moderate distance here, like the two dwarves like have their hands up, their stubby little dwarf hands, and they're walking back. And like the guy is like saying something, but you can't make it out. 
and the, the woman staying at the front mm. of this group. If I, is like, ooh, I guess, I guess we could engage these mechanics if you really want, Carl. It's whatever you want to do. I will start creeping up. Yeah. Um, could. Uh, could I try to could I try to get a bead on what's going down in this situation? Could I try to see like uh, is there a particular aggressor? Do these all seem to be minors? So that seems to me like you would want to essentially see what they're saying. And do you want to do that like by like interjecting yourself in the conversation or like going like the sneaky route like Isaac Noma? No, I think Don John's just continuing walking right up. That's perfectly possible. Uh, Silas, are you adjoining him, or what are you doing? I actually wanted to intervene with my first instinct is, of course, to protect the people that I perceive are being attacked. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what the deal is, but that's like my knee-jerk sure. reaction. If I want to use a spell, mm -hmm. um, I would look to cast, if I'm using the right terminology, invisibility. Mm -hmm. Um spell persists until the target attacks or you dismiss the effect so am i able to touch two of them at once or just one of them so if you want so invisibility is a touch spell you would have okay. to be close enough to touch how which, how close are we now i don't remember how far you said you are like like you were basically like right around the bend from okay. like them like seeing like oh we're not alone here with this like tableau okay um like they don't know you're there yet but mm -hmm. if you wanted to touch any of these people you would definitely have to make yourself known okay so i mean in true stupid brave fashion i mean if i'm gonna go like take like a running start and do like a it doesn't have to be like a it's like a semi-dramatic like no slow motion like grab their legs kind of thing and then like duck and roll out of the way but then like i'm visible at that point like everyone has seen me okay so you want to try and like close the distance and cast invisibility on and here's the thing i'm not sure if you could do it on one or two people at a time that, yeah, that's what um, I was wondering about. Hell, I think that... You do, have, you do have that ability that if you get a really good roll, you can double the effects. Okay. Oh, you, you took Empower? Power? Yeah. Yes, I did. That would be perfect, actually. So if oh. you got a good enough roll on that, uh -huh. you could theoretically make that work. Okay. It's time. And, uh, okay, so that'll be what you're doing. Don John, are you going to... You know what? Let's see what happens there. Let's go yeah. with that. Maybe he'll help out if, if need be. So, do you have dice or a die roller there with you? Yes. You got some dice? Mm hmm All right, roll your... And I actually got to figure out... Austin, are all spells always int? Yes. So, to cast a spell, you just roll uh, plus intelligent, your, your int uh, score. Which, saying int makes sense. I know, I'm like getting it. I'm yeah. like, I know. Well, I have to int myself. Okay, so I have eight plus two, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's, it's a 10. Hell yeah. And then you chose to empower it, which yes. means, and you get to pick. Spells effects are maximized, spells targets are doubled. I assume that's the one you want. That's the one I want, mm-hmm. I've never actually seen an empowered spell go off successfully, so congratulations. Yeah. Um, okay, so how does this look then? How about you describe this? So. I'm sorry, do you have to pick? He just read it out. So you may choose one of the following effects. The spell's effects are maximized or they're doubled. Do you have to pick one of the seven to nine things or no? You have the option of choosing from the seven to nine list. Oh, okay. Never mind. 
Am I missing uh, something here, Austin? I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, oh, I, on cast a spell. No, because she got a 10 plus. All right, never mind. Yeah. Stop trying to take my shine. Okay. Sorry. All right, so describe this scene to me, right? So you guys came across this scene. You were far enough away slash obscured by, like, the terrain. Um, and these dwarves were walking back with their hands up. They've got bows trained on them, and they're, like, walking back into the mine. And describe, like, what you just did. Okay, so first off, get myself good and ready. Tuck all my loose stuff in. Get all good. I was going to say adjust my bra. I don't know. Get ready. Drop my pack. Crouch down. And then I do like a really quick, full-blown run. I kind of duck down. I don't want to make myself a target because I don't know what these people are doing. Like, I don't know what the motivation is. So I'm trying to stay small but be as fast as possible. I grab their let. They're short, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're short. Oh, Gimli's. So I'm going to try to grab like their leg or their waist, but like kind of crouching behind them. But as soon as they're invisible, I do like kind of a duck and roll type of thing into the dirt and try to crouch behind like another hill or a rock or something. But I mean, obviously everyone's seen me. Awesome. Okay. So I'm going to say for sure you succeed in as far as like you manage to touch both these doors before anybody can stop you and they just poof right out of sight. Okay. You, however, you're going to be like sitting right in front of this group of people okay so i have no cover no not Um, well that's how i would expect it to go mm -hmm. that's how i would expect it to go okay all right so immediately they poof out and uh this woman who was who was like leading this pack says like her mouth just drops open she says what have you done who are you what are you like if i don't move they can't see me no and that now all these like arrows are trained on you. And she says, what are you doing here? What, what? and she's like, she's like, tells like her, her two, her four like compatriots like spread out and like, they like, like fanning out and looking for these dwarves. She says, you need to explain yourself. Well, ma'am, I kind of stand up a little bit, brush myself off, but I'm like a little nervous. I'm even kind of doing this, ma'am. We're just trying to help. We want to know if you have some information. And she says, you you don't understand. And she says, stay exactly where you are. Don't move. Oh, God. And she no. says, did you come here alone? Yes, I did. She'll it's just me. And, and she'll Is- nod and say, that makes this easier. As Don John is watching this stuff, can he kind of figure out anything that's going on here? Can he uh, make an assessment of maybe who these different parties are? Sure. So, are you trying to? Fi- are you looking at like a discern realities, like that level of assessment, or just probably like, probably know? a discern realities? Go for it then. Awesome. So I'm rolling duty six plus my wisdom bonus, which is awesomely bad. I got a five. So I think Don, when you say when you say like we're alone, and she says that makes this easier, I think Don John just comes out and says like, "Don't be modest." <laughs> well, well, wait a minute. Is this a uh, is this criminal activities happening here? Is it right? I mean, whatever's happening in the mine seems to be a criminal activity. 
I think like, I read it as criminal, which is why I intervened. But I don't know if there's more layers to it as this lady Someone was definitely be. being held at arrow point while they definitely didn't want to be there. That's what that's obvious. Well, okay. Can I discern realities then? Because I get a uh, plus one. Let's say, well, well since Don John went first, gotcha. let's handle that. Um, sure. Yes. Yeah. Don't don't be modest. It's all right. Everybody, calm down. We're here to help you out. We want to make sure everything's good. Now, where are those buggers that just ran off? Thanks, Don and John. She'll, like, she'll curse under her breath and say, God damn it. And, and she'll uh, she'll like whistle like really loudly in her fingers. And oh, she's mine. And I think like, Don John just says, like, great, she's getting religious on us. And from the mine, shortly after she whistles, 10 more of these dwarves, like, can sort of, like, they're not in armor, but, like, um, they've got, like, uh, some of them have, the screw it. They've each got, like, a spear, like, a regulation issue. You're just, like, run in the middle. Here's some wood and a tip on it. And they, like, come <laughs> running out, like, behind her. And she's, like, both of you, you're from, you're from Thorum Vein, aren't you? Did, did Bidranil send you? <laughs> so uh i think don john will, don john will answer that one and say like say like we've come here to make sure everything's all right she says they must really be running out of uh competent lackeys and, and she'll say now are you the only two is is this it yes we are and he's like listen are we the only two? Come on. Of course not. There's a whole lot more people worried about you down back in that town. They want to make sure their buddies here are all safe and sound. They think something's gone wrong. And she'll like sigh in her breath and say, no one is more worried than I am. You, you don't understand. She says, you need to come with me. And more importantly, you, and she'll point to Silas and say, you need to tell me what you just did to... Um, Hold on. Uh, you need to tell me what you just did to Garam and Dimla. Where are they? I can't say, nor do I know. All I know is that we're here for justice. She'll like... But like my I hands try. are still up like this. Now, do you actually... Are you aware of... Uh, hmm. No, you don't know where they are. Like, they definitely, like, once you took your hands off them, they're, they're not touching you anymore, right? They're gone, but I'm not going to explain to her what I, okay. as a wizard, did. I'm just, well, they're with the colors of the wind now, and now you have to answer our questions, because that's how it works. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, uh, Isagnoma, you, as this is happening, um, you can hear, like, uh, brush behind you like being like moved aside and like okay. like motion behind you like getting fainter with every pass well, I'm, I'm gonna track that for sure okay uh all right and she'll say listen both of you just you don't you, you need to come with me come into the mine we can talk about this i want to make all parties right here but you but i'm and she'll like um, half like the doors with her will like start keep fanning out. And she says, "We need to find them, and if you have any way to help me do that, you you have to trust me. You have to help us." All right, we'll go with you, but you got a pinky promise that no one gets hurt. 
and she'll look at your pinky and frown and say, um, Horse girl. That's not how we dwarves do things. And please, don't touch me. All right. And she'll like, unless you guys resist, she's going to like start ushering you both into the mine. It's like, well, you know, I didn't, I don't mean to brag here, but Silas, I have to admit, I'm the best tracker anyone's ever known. And I can help you find those, find those two who disappeared. Pinky promise. And he goes to put up his pinky, but it's the finger he's missing. So I'm just catching air right now. No, it's it's actually concave. So you stuff your pinky into his uh, uh, gaping hand uh, wound. Uh. And then when you pull your hand away, you don't have a pinky and he does. And he goes, now I'm complete. And he sh- just flies away. No. <laughs> Damn yeah, it. That's where I saw this guy. Don't yeah. take my pinky. Um, no, but he, yeah, he's like on the, it's like, listen, you, y'all can, you like, listen up, y'all can, you can look for, you can look for those buggers that disappeared, but without the best tracker, you're not going to find them. Now, if only that person will, it's me. Thanks, said, you, you people are the reason, you know what? Just never mind. Unless you, unless you're going to find them right now and she'll look at you expectantly. If you're not going to do that, then just come with me. Guess we don't have a choice. All right. All right. I know definitely what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And so I think, uh, I think in Don John's head, he can just spot them, but uh, he's not going to, he's going to just kind of give a glance around because I think he's also, Oh, hunt and track is a separate move. Yeah, he can he can say like, "All right, hold on," and he licks his finger and like listens for the wind or feels for the wind, and uh, will start to like act like he's tracking. Okay, so while every while this is happening and so people start moseying back into the mine, he's like, "Nomo, what's your plan? Are you trying to like track this uh, this disturbance?" Yeah. All right, so. They are invisible. Like you saw that happen. You know what the situation here is. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What would be an appropriate role to see if you can succeed in that? Um, I feel like it would be discern realities again, unless you have a thief move that would override that. No, I don't think so. All right. Oh, you never ended up, you never rolled for discern realities in the first place, right? So, perfect. Right. So what's that, 2d6? Mm-hmm. Yes, all rolls are 2d6, and this is your okay. wisdom modifier. All, all, all rolls except damage. Except okay. damage. So I got a 9, and I have a 16 wisdom, so that's 2, so 11. Okay. So here's how that works. When you roll from discern realities... Um, you can, so on page two of this PDF, you can pick three of those questions. Um, and you don't have to ask them all right now. If you want to ask one like shortly, but that's your option. So, uh, to, to keep following them, uh, what should I be on the lookout for? Um, I'll say that you can, you can parlay that, this answer into, um, basically, you know, well enough to just look for, uh, like, you know, disturbances in the ground, like sound, essentially. Like, mm-hmm. if you follow their sound, you'll get it. And you mm-hmm. use that information, and sure enough, like, you know exactly where they are. They're still, like, 
like at a brisk pace, like trying to get away. They're not like flat out running, but you could easily overtake them at any moment. Um, and they're just like heading back towards the town. I could tackle one of them. Sure, if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. No, I mean. So you said they're moving at a brisk pace. Does it seem like they're evading me? No. Um, they, it looks like they're just trying to make as much distance between them and the mine as possible. I'll um, try to keep up with them for a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I said, after a few minutes pass, I'll get a little bit closer and just speak out loud sure and be like so why didn't they want you to get away now when does invisibility wear off it says when the target is hit all right uh the spell persists until the target attacks or you dismiss the effect Ooh, it says while the spell is ongoing you can't cast a spell Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I feel like it'd be reasonable to say that at this point, like, you're not in eye line with them. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say it's weak enough now where it's like once they start talking, like you can see them again. And uh, so as soon as these words start coming out of their mouths, like you see, they're just standing there in the road, and they say, um, "We're just, we don't mean you any harm, sir." And the guy is like putting his hands out to you, and he says, uh, "We just." Uh, we just don't want to be in there anymore, all right? We, we're just simple miners. This isn't what we signed on for. So yeah, just leave us yeah of course. Yeah, but why Why didn't they want to let you leave? What isn't what you signed up for? And they'll look at each other, uh, and he'll uh, say, uh, the mine, it's it's not hers anymore. It's It's too... And she'll like, like, look at him and say, like, he doesn't need to know that. And he says, um, just understand, well, it's Garam, too dangerous, right, Garam? Yeah. Maybe I do need to know. And he says, um, listen, between you and me, um, I've seen people go down to the mines these last this last week, and I'd heard the stories before. You know, people. Every once in a while, uh, you'd wake up and there'd be one fewer friend, a couple fewer miners whose names you, you sort of knew that you'd work with maybe a shift or two. But in this last week, every day we'd wake up and there'd be less of us. Yeah, well, you said uh, uh, the mine isn't Bonka somethings anymore. Is that what you meant? Uh, Broncas? And he'll, Bronca. he'll say, um, he'll say, uh, she thinks it is, but I'm telling you, she doesn't understand what's going. Nobody understands what's going on. All I know is I don't want to be the next one to disappear. And uh, the, the <laughs> dwarf next to him will like <laughs> nod, like totally missing the irony of what they've just said. Uh, and they'll say, um, "Listen, I swear we don't know anything else. All I know is that um, people keep disappearing, and we don't want to be next. And they won't let us leave." You saw that. Well, 
we helped you leave. And they'll nod and say, "Oh, you're with, you're with that uh, that elf. Well, thank you. I, I wish we could thank her, but uh, you understand, I, that would have made her sacrifice um, meaningless." Well, you could thank her by telling me more than you're telling me, because you so, definitely know more. Like, how can you live at a place and tell me you don't know more? Like, how many how many people are uh, trapped there? That haven't she'll been say, disappeared. She says a few hundred. And how many have been disappeared? And just say in the last week, maybe, maybe a third of us gone. From a, there's, there's still a few hundred left, but not enough to run the mine anymore. You have any mithril ore on you? <laughs> um, hmm. That that could be like one of your questions. What here is useful or valuable to me? Sure. Is that is that you're going for that? All right. Yeah. Um, no, neither of these are. Uh, you know what? Hold on a second. You can tell that they're not wearing any, but mm -hmm. and you tell me how you would know this is an experienced thief. But like their pockets are bigger than they're not full of lembus. Let's put it that way. You know, you just. You're looking for the tension point in people's pants. It's yeah, like obviously. It's, it's how you yeah. read people. That's how you do a cold read. <laughs> you do a cold read. And as you're like sort of like, like investigating them, they're just, they keep saying like, we don't mean you any harm. Just let us go. Yeah, well, uh, do you have supplies for the trip back to town? And they'll say, uh, not, not really. And like expectantly, like... Are, are you are you going to help us? Well, give me what you have of value, and I'll give you plenty of food to get back to town. Hmm. Ooh. Or you can continue to disappear, but I am trying to help you. And the female dwarf will like immediately say, "We don't have anything of value." I'll give her a flat stare. <laughs> All right, and uh, Garam will like reach into his pocket, and he'll pull out like this. The, um, it's like a, an ingot. It's a, yeah, it's like a, it's like a very tiny ingot, like because mithril okay. is an incredibly valuable substance. But like yeah, this yeah. is clearly taken from the mine. You'll say, "Listen, like we were gonna we were gonna just disappear with this, but if, if this is what it takes to buy your silence and to help us get out of here, take it." And I'll give them half of my rations okay and you're not exactly a, a a metals appraiser but you know enough to be like this is valuable like yeah maybe like a few hundred gold pieces maybe more cool all right so back at the mine um so don john and silas you're escorted back into this mine and this this first level you come into it, it kind of looks like um so this mine's been running for upwards of 20 years and they've sort of carved like a thoroughfare into it it almost looks like um like a one road western town almost that's been like carved into the rock uh mm -hmm. um and you can see there's a place for uh like a little forge um living quarters um like pumping stations and this kind of thing like all typical like mining uh equipment like scattered throughout um 
Is this like a big, uh, big Thunder Mountain Railroad type scenario where it's like there's just a random pickaxe just hanging out? There's like barrels and goats and shit like standing around. It is now. There's like a prospector, and he's like, he's like, oh, welcome to the mine. Here's mithril in there. I see. He's got a corn cob pipe sitting on a barrel near the entrance. Right, and looking at you, all surly. There's There's rocks and shit everywhere, like weapons that should not be hanging out, but they are. There's a drunk dwarf with a jug that says XXX on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you don't see a lot of weapons. Uh, As you noticed before, like the weapons for most of the dwarves who like, who are accompanying you, Mm -hmm. they look kind of um, like makeshift. Okay. Um, The woman leading you, she has like some impressive weaponry on her. She has uh, like a sword at her side. What's Um, What's her name? Do we know her name yet? So if this is the woman... This is Bronca Redland. Yeah. Okay, if that's her. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. you're really, you know, you're really missing your opportunity. I could find those, uh, those, those uh, folks who left. Or honestly, if there's something that's really giving you trouble here, that's driving people out, maybe I could find that. And I said, maybe. And then I wink at one of the other dwarves and poke him in the belly. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. And like, when you like go to poke him, he like jumps back. And he, and he like he like actually like puts his spear out to you like this, and Bronk kind of says, "You would do well, uh, sir, to please keep your hands to yourself." Gotcha. What did I say? Religious weirdos. And she says, uh, "As far as helping us," I, and she like threw a dirty look to Silas. So you've done quite enough. Um, and and so when you get to like this town, um, she'll like stop you in the street and say. Listen, I know you. I know that Miss, uh, what did I say her name was? Bidrenil? Yeah, Doreen Bidrenil sent you. And you can go back and you can tell her once you've take once you've seen there's nothing here to be concerned about that we have this situation under control. Ma'am, the situation though is the missing people and I guess the missing ore, an entire town's livelihood is at stake. Don't you think that's a situation? She nods and say, um, "There are dozens of prostitutes that are going to starve back in that town unless we get this all moving again." And she says, "The company is well aware of its commitments. Uh, we plan to do everything we everything required to keep the shareholders happy." Um, Thorin Blingbard himself has been appraised of the situation, and we assure you and the good people of Thornvane that this mine will be operational in due course. All right. I don't mean to take him out and put him on the table, but pulls Harold out for a second and puts him on the table. And Harold is, again, a disgusting giant rat. And Harold's like, uh, he, he kind of, at least in, at least in Don John's mind, Harold uh, kind of looks at everybody and gives everybody the, whoa, all right, chill out, everybody. Let's talk. Everybody good? And, um, and like two to three of these dwarves in this circle around you, like again, point their spears at you. And one of them's like, oh God, he's, he's got a rat. Like rats <laughs> killed my whole family. Oh. It's like, he's like, hey, everybody, listen. I know my way around mines. I don't know if you know this, but I'm, <clears throat> oh, here's the issue. And he tilts his hat up a little bit. I don't have, didn't say this. Don John's wearing a cowboy hat. Um, I said, yeah, he he tilts his hat up and he says, I'm Don John Raskin. And I know my way around a mine, as well as the woods and also a woman. And Harold says, 
is what we did last night sex? And John John is like gives him like a like shut up motion. Um and so uh, he'll just kind of get back back to the point. He shakes it off and gets back to the back to the point and says, you know, if something's chasing you out of here, we'll help you find it. Oh, my name isn't. And he looks at one of the dwarves again. Don John Raskin. And he goes to poke him in the belly. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to interject. I'm going to stop you right there. And then I kind of try to cover Harold because this isn't a good look. And we're trying to establish some credibility. We put a lampshade on top of him. Right. I'm just. There Luckily, he smokes, so the lamp does actually oh. glow like a lamp. Oh, he smokes? Yeah. <laughs> oh. You guys can see that, like, when you, like, um, when you declared your name, Don John Raskin, to, like, the, the people who like, sort of gathered around this point to see what's going on, like, a couple of the people in the back are, like, like, like look at each other, and they're, like, pointing at him. They're, like, pantomiming, like, and they're, like, making, like, a, like bear motions at each other. And they're, they're like, like, that's the guy. He's supposed to be He's supposed to be 15 feet tall. You know, yeah. I heard he once fucked a bear. I heard he once fucked two bears. I heard they used to, uh, Richard Gere style, get a bear up inside him. Uh, that guy's name isn't Richard Gere in this world. It's Richard... Um, Gearbrow. Gearbrow, Gear, Gear yeah. He's like yeah. a dwarf or something. So, yeah. Oh, so, what's point. what's the chance I could kind of just use the, like, the leverage of, like, hey... I've gone into mines and solved problems before. Maybe you let me help you. Roll it. Awesome. Yeah, that's a, thanks for pointing that out. I was not I'm sorry. I, I I also I wasn't. I just thought thinking. you were talking. I don't shut up. Well, here's the great thing. I got another five. That's impressive. And you're you don't have like a charisma modifier or anything. I that's with the charisma modifier. I got wow, a three you're naturally. It. Yeah. So. How about um I just keep poking these pe- going to poke these people? Okay. Um I Trevor, think I'm being playful. Trevor, help me describe what is it about what Don John just said that just makes him liked even less by everyone who could hear him? Like what why did that go so horribly for him? I mean, unfortunately <laughs> they're just not vibing on his whole steez, you know. <laughs> That's a definite. They they're not he's not in their their skis wavelength um i don't know quite what their deal is uh maybe he maybe his work for like another mining consortium makes them nervous oh that's great thank you so so say wait a minute so you're telling me that you are already attached to another corporation who is it is it um like she'll like start naming other corporations and say uh is this this is bold-faced corporate corporate espionage, isn't it? It's just, is is Thorin Vane trying to like is Thorin Vane trying to replace us? Is that it? No, no, no. Ah, oh, listen, I'm not I'm not currently uh, attached to any particular uh, outfit at present. More of an independent agent, if you will. And I'm looking for, and they're like, oh, a scab, huh? And somebody throws a rock at him. <laughs> Yeah, that, that definitely happens. <laughs> like a rock comes sailing out, and like Bronco will like put her hands out, be like, like in a sort of like placating gesture to these people who are like gathering around. And these people all keep like a healthy distance from each other. They're like watching from like, like the the building fronts, like doorways, like windows, and like they're on this like relatively wide underground street. 
Um, she puts her hand, it, yeah, it, everybody gets ri riled up and she puts her hands up, but it's only like a minute after she does that that then the rock hits him. <laughs> and you hear like, sorry. <laughs> um, all right, she's going to be like, listen, whatever it is you think you know, I assure you, take some time. We will, we will show you around the mine. We'll show you that everything here is up to specifications. And you can go back to Bidronil and tell her that there's nothing to worry about and that war will start soon. Does that sound like a deal? Yeah. Yes, it does. And she'll nod and say, I knew you'd both be reasonable. Um, mm -hmm. Say, my only request is please don't touch anyone. You understand. Things get dirty in a mine. Absolutely. Don John? Absolutely. And then he looks at uh, Bronca and he winks at her. Um, okay. What is it like? So, one like a couple of these dwarves are gonna, unless you have something else you want to do instead, or like a like attack of investigation you want to take, they're just gonna start showing you around, like, here's where we, um, like, pump the air out of this mine. Here's where we bring in the water. Here's where we... Uh... Um, oh, so well, two things. One, Don John's immediate go-to is that these dwarves are all in some kind of uh, large group polyamorous, but exclusive to that group only relationship, but do not want to let that out. Obviously. And so he's like, alright, I gotcha. Everything's cool. And he's trying to like as he's walking around, he's trying to bring up how open-minded he is to things and be like, you know, I once knew somebody who was blah, blah, blah. Good friend of mine. Like, he's just, he's talk. he does not stop talking the entire time, much like someone I know. Um, it's me. Uh, but yeah, I think as a person who has worked in mines very often, could he maybe perhaps utilize his knowledge of be like, this is like this is how this should work, and this is how this is working. Okay. And Silas, how do you feel about? Are you just gonna tag along with Don John in that respect, or do you have anything you want to like find out on your own, or anything that you want to do or see, or anything like that? My main objective here is, since the tactic of saying, you know, oh, we're here to help people, we're here to blah blah blah, wasn't quite getting through i want mm -hmm. to have the front of being like as cooperative and neutral as possible like oh i'm just a passerby to gather the information about what's going on and about these missing miners so you're so, trying to like stay low-key yeah like i'm trying not to call attention necessarily but it's like i'm also trying to temper my i guess partner partners that I'm with because the more attention that's called to us, the more likely we are to like rile the situation up. Yeah. For a moment when you said partner, Harold was like, come on. And then you said partner and he's like, thank you. Right. Yeah. So you see what I'm working with. Am I, I see right? what you're working with. It's a rough, yeah. it's a rough job. It, it's, it's, it's tough. I've been through a lot. Best friends yeah, gone. It's I only been like with this douche. Yeah. I've yeah. been through a lot. So <laughs> I'm trying to like, Keep, hold it together and like solve this mystery. This lady's being kind of mean. I'm just trying to keep it low key, trying to get as much information as possible. All right. Well, then, before we continue with that vein, Isagnoma, so you accepted this like 
this like mithril ingot from yeah. the dwarves, right? Mm -hmm. And did you let them go on their way, or like, what's your plan? Yeah. Now? Well, uh, now I'm gonna kind of walk, and then as it gets closer, skulk back mm -hmm. and see if it's remotely possible to uh, sneak into this mine. So as you get closer back to the mine, you can see that those dwarves who are out looking for these, you know, Garam and Dimla are still like, like trudging through the underbrush. Ones, a couple are walking down the road. You can see them coming. Um, you can like try and sneak past them to get back. Oh yeah. Okay, why don't you roll your, um, I think it's Defy Danger? Sounds good. Yeah. And when <laughs> Defy Danger, you can pick how you do it. So, right. for instance, like Dex. I'm looking at it. Yeah. So, yeah, by, like, getting out of the way mm -hmm. and okay. acting fast, I'm going to Defy Danger. Ooh, and I got a four, but I get a plus two, so a six. That's not a seven. It's not a seven. Okay. I think this is going to be pretty straightforward. They see you on the road before you see them. Okay. And they'll like warily, like they'll wave to you because they haven't seen you before, right? Right. No, right. And they just say, Ho, um, what, what can we do for you? I'm catching up with my uh, traveling companions who are in the mine. I just, they'll say, Oh, you must be mistaken. There were only two of them. They said that up and down. There's, there's definitely only two of them. Oh, they said that? Surely there wouldn't be a third. There's despite what they said about there being two of them. Is this a joke to you, sir? And he'll... And he'll say... He'll like, uh, like put his like head in his like giant like dwarfing hand. Say, they told you there was definitely only two of them. He said, I, that's what they said. That, am I supposed to take that seriously from you? And you heard them say, like, there's only two of us. I mean, yeah, I did hear that. <laughs> okay. Um, he doesn't know and, that. And they'll say, uh, that's what we were told. They say, are are you their backup? Are, do you Listen, we'll take you into the mine. Bronco you will thick, deal son? with you, too. Is there someone else I should be? <sighs> Reunite me with my traveling companions, or um, I'll go back to town. He says, tell no, 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 please, please, don't. Tell, no, Is that, I'll just go tell him what you're doing out here. And he'll like put his hands on his hips and say, and what exactly are we doing out here? Well, you're disappearing dwarves. He says, whoa, 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 we are, no, I'm not. You're believing foolish things from traveling strangers. He says, listen, I've got nothing to do with the disappearing dwarves, all right? And his like, companion will like stamp his Well, then what down. are you doing here? It seems to me like you have everything to do with disappearing dwarves. He says, your friend is the only reason we have disappearing dwarves, all right? Well, it looked like they were leaving in the first place. He says, listen, Bronca can explain this to you. Just just come with me. Sure. Are you not, you're not, you're just, you're cool with that? You're just going to go back to the mine? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Why so not? We'll get back to the mine. Yeah, like and like, yeah. let's say, like, you arrive, like, um. That's what uh, I was trying to do. I was trying to get in the mine. Yeah. So you'll arrive, like, at the tail end of, like, a long-winded like Don John Raskin speech where they're still like in the on like the thoroughfare. And that's John why that breed of horse has spots. And why I had spots for a brief time several years ago myself. I'm gonna okay, so so I'm being like escorted there by this dwarf, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we're in the like underground thoroughfare thoroughfare of this underground yeah. town. As you pass under the enormous palace of this like right. logo into the, the mine. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And um, that's why I was caught. I was filled with trepidation. Naturally. But, um, no, but so when we're approaching, right, and there's all these people keeping good distance from one another, but listening to uh, Ratbane Raskin go on about his thing. Can I slip away? I'm going to try to slip away. Are you going to try to slip away before you, like, meet up with uh, Silas and Don John again? Yeah. So like, as you're, like, being, like, led into the mine, you're going to try to slip, slip away? Well, no, we're in... I thought the town was inside the mine. It's like um, it's like the mine's been carved out, and it's like um, like an outpost, essentially, like, in the rock. Yeah. But it's still, like, exposed to the outside, or are no, this we, is all like... underground. All okay, underground. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Okay. And maybe I'll even try to, like, make meaningful eye contact with silas or something as you know what go for it just they're leading up but then i'm gonna kind of split go for it i think that would be defy danger again right right. yeah i'm gonna do it by acting fast i got an eight plus two is ten okay so what where do you want to go exactly well, there's, you know, like dwellings and buildings and facilities and stuff. And I'm going to try to scope that out. But main objective is just to be on your own. Well, yeah. And just see, investigate the situation, you know. Okay. Cool. Without so, like this. John Yang style, you know, show that they're being given, which I don't know anything about, but I'm just saying. So then as this dwarf is like leading you back like into this mine, he like turn to you again and say, you know, the last people who got here and there's just nobody there. It's like, yeah, yeah this <laughs> job. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, you guys, Don John and Silas, are you gonna take the company tour? Yes. Don John's in the midst of telling this, telling this story, which he thinks everybody's very interested in. So, all right, and like as you're telling the story, you guys have kind of be given the paces. Like it's clear that like um, they're just going to show you uh, like where you know all these various mining jobs that take place. And I'm not going to lie; I'm not super familiar with how mine works. All right, Carl. Well, like, hold uh, on. Yeah, <laughs> like false advertising here, but it's like it's like here's the living quarters, and like it's it's really the the one thing you take away from the things you're seeing is their living conditions suck. Like, they've got these tiny cots. um, Things are very dirty. um, And it seems like they've been that way for a long time. It's not like things suddenly became uncomfortable here. It's like, um, this seems like a a very, like, dim, um, like, uninteresting, like, not fulfilling, like a, like a, not a great place to live, essentially. Mm Mm-hmm. And you see, like, dwarves, like, watching you um, as you walk, walk, walk by. And, like, some of them have just, like, are sitting on beds not doing anything. Um, and as you're, as you're brought into uh, one of these living quarters, and the, this dwarf, like, walks over the threshold, and he says, and here's where, you know, the, the, the newest miners sleep. These are the smallest accommodations. It's only fair, right? And he walks in. And Don John presumably walks in behind him. And then Silas is the last one to walk in. And Silas, as you as you like open the door, because you're a few paces behind them to like walk into this like uh this dwelling, you open it and uh you feel on your feet like 
it doesn't feel like Earth anymore. Like, you you were wear what do you do? You wear shoes normally? Do I a Silas? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you look down. It's like you can feel like uh, coarse, like sand under your feet. Uh, and if you look down, you'll see that you're now barefoot. And as you're looking at your feet, you hear like this pounding crash and you look up and you are like the sun is bright in the sky and it's beating down in you and you can feel its warmth on your face and your body. And to your left is the, this, the roaring water of the beach. Uh, and like as far as you can see, it's like pristine sand. It's white and beautiful. And there's like foliage off like uh, some ways away from the shore. And uh, you hear a familiar voice behind you. And it says, uh, and she says, um, hey, wake up, sleepyhead. Lex? You turn around and Lex is, sure enough, standing right behind you. And she says, uh, um, I just, I just took a dip and you'd been, uh, you were napping when I left, but I see you're, you're finally back with me. So I was just dreaming? Everything was so detailed. I was on an entire journey. Uh, she says, oh, tell me about it. I love hearing about your dreams. Hmm. Well, uh, I was investigating some disappearances in a mining town. I was trying to help some people out, but you you were gone. You disappeared, too. I didn't know where you went. I thought you were gone forever. She says, huh. Well, that's how I know it's a dream, because that would never happen. I'm not going to leave you for any reason, silly. Okay. So, uh, remember that, uh, that time we did that apprenticeship when we were like 18? What was the, uh, what was the name of that song we always sang when we were working, working during the apprenticeship? Do you remember what that was called? And she'll like, look at you, like you, like it's a strange request and she'll mm -hmm. start singing that song perfectly. Hmm. Which was? Do you, do, you, do you know that song? Or I sure don't. Um... We didn't start the fire. I don't know. And she does like a whole dance. Like, yeah. We yeah. Didn't start the fire. And oh. you just got like, choreographed moves that you guys made together. Yeah, but it's all like weird fantasy versions. Yeah. Right. Like it's not actual historical events. It's like weird stuff mm -hmm. from a fantasy world. It's about. Yeah. Elf JFK Dungeons blown away. Yeah. <laughs> He's an elf. Yeah. That's all I have to say. We, <laughs> we have to rewrite that whole song with yeah. just fantasy lyrics. But uh, I'm like, okay, well, I'm really happy to see you. I, uh, must have just been a really realistic dream. I was, I was scared. I was really scared. I was never going to see you again. But I'm so happy to see you. She says, "Oh, I'm you're real. sorry, we're scared." And she mm -hmm. like goes to embrace you. Um, and she says, "Don't worry. Hey, listen. Um, you know, maybe we've been out here long enough. Maybe the sun's getting to you. Let's go home." Sure. I just need to do something and just say um can i can i just learn realities sure so like you feel like this is so, there's something weird about this yeah go for it roll your wisdom okay i got five wisdom plus one i've got six okay um and I and so, I can't see this at all, so there's no way I could really assist her in this matter, probably, nope. right? Uh -huh. So you are like looking around and like you take in the beach again and the surf and Lex, 
and nothing about this like you are well aware of where you just were like you remember mm -hmm. that you were just in a mind a moment ago but you don't see anything about this that looks any different from the memory you have of that one day at the beach with lex that was a happy time for you um and lex doesn't seem to be acting strangely she remembered the song perfectly um and to you it's as if you're back there and, okay uh, as you're looking at her she says man you are acting weird come on um uh when, you, when we get back i'll put the kettle on um and we can just call it we can call it a day and just hang out come on let's let's go home sure thing i don't and, know what uh, i can do here and she says, uh, could you just grab, uh, just, could you just grab my stuff? And she like point behind you. Got it. Yeah, I can do that. And if you do that, like you turn and you're back in the mine again. Mm. How'd and, you do that? Oh. And she says that out loud. Uh, mm -hmm. And like everybody in the room's like, do what? Or one of the dwarves, like the one leading you, it says, uh, do what? Have I met anyone here before? Do you... Does somebody know me? Are you asking this dwarf? Sorry, I'm just asking in general. Sorry, the cat put his claw in my leg for a second. <laughs> Don't do that. Fuck. Okay. Um, I'm just asking in general. Am I able to do another thing? Um, so you failed to discern reality's think, role. Yeah. But like to your understanding, you were right back where you were a moment ago. Like Don John's right next to you. Okay. You're in like some terrible barracks, mm -hmm. um, and your shoes are on again, and nobody seems to be reacting to what just happened to you at all. Okay. So I kind of shake my head and keep going, but I do want to. Uh, I do truly believe that something is amiss here. I don't think I'm losing my mind. I don't think I'm going crazy. Okay. Um, so this tour is just going to keep going. Um, of you just being shown like ramshackle living quarters and uh, like mining equipment, which is woefully undermanned. Okay. Um, yeah. So even even for other mines, this is extra dirty, and it's yeah woefully understaffed. Yeah. And I think yeah, I think Don John will bring that up. Will be like, they're like, this is a small crew you're running here. And. Uh, I'll shrug and say, you know, like, um, you know what? Roll your roll your charisma. Sure. There we go. <laughs> Twelve. Okay. Five. Um he'll say, uh it didn't used to be this way. You know, like look around and make sure there's like nobody else in there. And you say, uh, between you and me, um, I don't know how this can keep going on. So how did it used to be? He says, uh, listen, before, before these disappearances start, before these, before these, sorry, before the disappearances started, uh, before, before Mudrid came back from below, things were just fine. Every once in a while, someone would leave or someone, you know, maybe there'd be a disappearance every couple of months or so, but. This is completely different. All right. Listen, I also speak that way and tell people to listen when I'm talking to them. So, um, 
if there's some kind of critter here that's giving you guys problems, that's the kind of thing that we're here to deal with. We're not here to give you trouble. Apparently, you already found it. Am I right? And he goes to he poke says, him in the belly again. And you, like, jump away. And as you and do like, this, you can see that... He's like, I'm sorry about your social mores. And, like, he, like, goes to, like, um, like ward you off. And you can see there's, like, um, there's, like, a, something, like, softly glowing. Like, th- it seems to be, like, moving across his palm as he, like, holds it out to you. And it looks like like a backlit luminescence, like a soft white glow. You can see like the veins making shadows from behind it. And just as quickly as you've seen it, like it's gone again. And it's like shoots like back up his arm. It's like, have you got minus funk? And he'll say, um, listen, just uh, you, sh- you shouldn't be asking me. Ask Mudrid. Yeah. Where's where's old uh, Mudbutt? Let's go. Sit. Mudrid, this all started when Mudrid came back. He's Bronca's holding him, but if you insist on if you insist on going down the same path the others went down, you need to talk to him. What an exciting adventure. All right, we got to figure out who Mudrin is and why everybody's disappearing and why no one wants to be poked in the belly. Something that everyone finds absolutely delightful. Go ahead and do it to anyone you encounter. Um, If they are strangers, it's fine. Everyone's allowed to do it. It's the law. So, this exciting adventure included the voice talents of Alex as Silas, Trevor as Isagnoma, Austin as Don John, and Coral as our Dungeon Master. Of course, this American Dice is here every week giving you exciting adventures and tales of all kinds of dragons and nasties and superheroes and robots and sometimes squirrels. The Adventures of Don John is a continuation and side story of The Dragon of Icebire Peak, a game being run by David and Marisa. Music for this episode, aside from GarageBand loops, included Land of a Folk Divided by Midair Machine. Please join us next week for more exciting adventures. We can finally figure out if the cap snappler can snapple caps off of anything. Exciting.